0: Hello, welcome everybody, hi, oh, oh there's so many of you, oh it's so wonderful, hi I'm Pastor Deborah. oh you know, this is wonderful that you're here, I've been praying that you would be here today to this teaching in story time in the garden, this is one of Pastor Deborah's and all the living creatures favorite time. Because they get to learn about their creator. Oh yeah. They kind of just burst on the scene. And they too. Need to learn about. The great I am. Their great creator. And through this series. Of educational stories. We're talking about him. Yeah. just It's all about him. Except. After I finish this portion called the crown of the king. I'm going to talk about the crown of the other one. Yeah, the adversary of God himself, Satan. Yes, yes, he has a crown. Yes, he does. It's no, it's not pretty. And we're going to discuss it. But for today, we're going to talk here in story time in the garden Lesson number two, about the crown of the king. Is everybody sitting down reading? Oh my gosh, there's so many of you. I just want to welcome all of you here to the garden. You've been brought here, yeah, drawn by something you may not know yet, but welcome. However you got here. You may be on your death. You may be on your way down into hell. The death process has begun. And you're getting caught right in mid-air, sort to speak. Yeah, and you might be standing at a gate that has an illuminated cross on it and a light shining out of it. And you might be hearing some words that say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's right. Yes, Pastor Deborah prayed to put that cross there. Did you know when you become a king in this king's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, you can ask Whatever you will. And if it lines up with his heart's desires. Of Isaiah 61 and 62. Then he will perform his word. Not mine. But his word. And he put the cross. Because Pastor Deborah asked. Because some people die and never get to hear. The wonderful message. Or see the great love the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit have for them. They would have entered into hell itself and be tormented and vexed because of their spiritual separation from this loving God. But Pastor Deborah asked for many things. And I ask that God put his cross right at the entrance of the gates of hell. Of continued death and separation and the grave. See, I was given as a king of the kingdom of heaven, all authority and dominion over those gates, those entryways to hell, death and the grave, all from the cross. Yes. So I ask that the cross bar the way and that when those who've never heard of this great love, And of the cross and its victory. That before they enter. They hear the message. Right from the father himself. Right from the very word of father. Forgive them. For they know not what they do. And that his heart and life. Shines out through those words. So some of you might be right there. He will not force. His love on you. He will not force His forgiveness on you. He will not force you to come into His family or into the kingdom of heaven. Even at your death, He won't do that. He will allow you to freely choose after you hear His loving message, His loving kindness of coming home again. And you see and feel his great love. So welcome if you're in that position. Yeah. Some of you may be having out of body experiences. Due to comas. Maybe trauma, abuse. Yeah. Maybe to starvation. Near death experiences. Some of you may be sleeping. Some of you I know for sure. Are alert and waking and working. Yes. Did you know that your spirit can be here with Pastor Deborah, And your physical body in a meeting. Conducting business in the other world. Mm-hmm. Yeah you can be in two places at the same time. I had to learn that when I began working. With people who moved in that called multi-generational satanists. That they could be. Their physical body could be one place, and their spirit, their forever person, could be somewhere else. So welcome to all of you, to the Garden of Eden here on planet Earth, the secret place that is prepared specially for you with the presence and the loving kindness and the mercies and the Word of God. So welcome. And let's begin, as you all know, with prayer. Is there anybody here that would like to offer a prayer for all of us as we begin? Okay, way in the back. You go right ahead and we'll bow our heads. And when you get finished, I'll finish it out for us. Okay, you go ahead. Wonderful, wonderful. I think you might have been here before, have you? Oh, great. Did you bring others with you? You did. Wonderful. Everybody, when you go back, bring others. Bring your family. Bring children. Bring people you don't know or have been praying for. Bring your leaders. Bring your faith leaders. Bring kings. Bring prime ministers and presidents. At least ask them. All right. We're beginning lesson number two. In story time in the garden. And it's called the crown of the king. Do you remember what we were talking about last time? Well, let's do a little quick short review. Of lesson number one. I taught that the creator... Of the Garden of Eden where we are right now today. And of all creation. Now he's not the creator of the mess that we all see when we're in our natural body. All that creation has been perverted. And most of the spiritual humans have been perverted. They're in darkness and twisted. They are like vampires, beasts. Their spirits are. Because they too have been changed from their original image and likeness. To the image and likeness of Satan. The adversary of God. Who's a perverted evil beast of a creature. That's right. So in lesson number one. We were looking. And I even showed you a crown. Let me get it for you. Remember. Remember. Do you remember? Let me see if I can put it on. There. Okay. It's not the golden crown that the this creator wears, but it sort of shows you. And it represents what? Royalty. That's right. Sovereign rulership. That's what royalty is. Sort of a certain bloodline. So we were talking about this creator's crown that he placed on his head, above his head. That's right. And it was radiant and glorious, shining out in colors, just exuding all kinds of light and power. Mm -hmm. And what was coming out? Authority, dominion, power. Righteousness, truth, light, rulership, ownership, law, justice, judgment, that's right, wisdom, understanding, all of that was in the crown. And it was shining out from above the head of this God, this creator. The crown, we learned was placed above his head for all of you who. And all of creation and all of the evil, wicked things. To see and know that he, this God creator, was king. And his crown proved it and showed it. He was the lawmaker, the ruler, the standard. It was his laws that were just. His judgment was right. Based on evidence that he saw and knew the truth. For nothing was ever hidden from his eyes. Oh, in the world, we all know, we think. We can lie to the judges, the lawyers. Not have any recall in your memory. You must have Alzheimer's. Don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. Somebody faked the email. Somebody made up that text. I don't remember sending it. You can say all of that. But he hears and sees. Even your thoughts. Remember. <clears throat> this God. This creator. Who created. The garden. Hears your thoughts. Before. They become an action. But inside your thoughts. Our creations, actions, behaviors, graven images. He said, if you think it, you have become it. You have already done it. That's how much he is able to see what's going on in there. And this crown that he wore said he was the shepherd. Plus he was the owner of the sheep. He was the Lord. That's what. The word Lord means is owner. He was the ruler. He made the rules. Everything was measured by his standard. He was the master, the builder, the architect of all laws and justice and righteousness, wisdom and understanding that is in all of creation. That is for all of creation. That was lesson number one. Remember? Good. Then I taught that there was another crown. That sits on another head. The adversary of God. Satan. Who used to be Lucifer. And I am talking about Lucifer. Who was a beauty and became a beast. In another series called the basic ancient heart. I'm going through Lucifer becoming Satan. So you go watch that. In basic care. In the king's international spiritual care. University. You can also learn a lot about this Lucifer and Satan. In the kingdom of darkness. And also in the audiobooks you'll learn a lot which you must know because he's a spiritual being that was in a high place in the kingdom of heaven that in his mind and thoughts he became an adversary he had mutiny overthrew he took over the throne in his heart and his sanctuaries in his thoughts put himself there Kicked out the creator, the king that wore the crown, that even created him. Yeah. And he's down here on planet Earth with all of us. Why is he still here? God uses him. He's still on a leash, believe it or not. Lucifer's role was to guard and protect the presence of God from any sin, defilement, And Satan is doing that today. All of humanity who is not born again yet regenerated spiritually into the new spiritual being through the cross, through one's faith and belief in the cross's objectives for us. It paid the price. This young man named Jesus went there and paid all our debts to the law of the kingdom of heaven that our ancestor named adam violated long ago so now lucifer who has become satan is still keeping humanity away from the presence of god he's still doing his job but once pastor deborah and many others get involved we are able to penetrate into his realm, the kingdom of darkness, spiritual Babylon, and reach you and bring God's life and forgiveness and mercy to you. So you can, with a willing heart and mind, through your will, accept his gift. And then Satan has to let go of you, but he usually doesn't. It's sort of like back in the days of Pharaoh. A lot of negotiations might go on. Well, you can believe in him, but you go ahead if you're a politician and you vote for abortion. But you can still be, he tells you, a believer. And you'll go to heaven and you're a good moral person. Because you believe in him and you make the sign of the cross. And you pray for people satanists make the sign of the cross witches make the sign of the cross Uh they pray that means you're talking to a spiritual being or thing but satan will say, go ahead believe in this god but you keep doing and working for me Uh And, and and you're not quite free yet but maybe upon your death you know i'll let you go because you're no longer any use to me down here. Helping me to build my kingdom of darkness. So many of Satan's people, all of them, are very youthful to him. He keeps them away from the presence of God. Except Pastor Deborah can get in there. And he makes them work for him to bring about his desires. So what we're learning about is that guy. He has a crown. It's evil. It's perverted. It's darkened. It has dark jewels in it. No light shines in it. Except fire. And the fire hurts you. Burns you. Frightens you. You live in fear of death if you do not obey. And you believe if you obey. He'll bless you. So we're going to talk about that. And we had just started. There was a lot. You go back and watch lesson one. You'll hear a lot about that evil crown. And I want to do a little bit of quick review about that. Number one. Two crowns. Number two. One was holy. One was of prideful. Fallen. Full of fires of lust and coveting. Jealousy. Number three. One was full of spiritual life. The other was a crown of death in all of its realms. Number four. One was full of light, which is truth, knowledge, and wisdom, understanding, forgiveness, and mercy, and kindness. The other one was a crown of thorns, dishonor, shame, death. Defilement. Mm -hmm. Number five. One was a crown of truth. Understanding. Wisdom. The other crown. Was full of lies coming out. Deceptions. Deceit. Bewitchment. Number six. One was a crown of revelations. Revealing what's always been there. And uncovering. Of truth. And hidden things. The other was a crown of. Darkness. Ignorance. Chains. Cells. Bondage. No light. No hope of freedom. Number seven. One was a crown of righteous judgment. The other was a crown of unrighteous judgment. Favoritism. Mm -hmm. The judge could be bought. If you'll do it his way. If you'll break every rule of this God, pass every law, I'll bribe you. I'll give you whatever you want. You will be my favorite. Number eight. One was a crown of blessings in the spirit realm and in the natural. The other one was a crown of curses, vexing and torment and sickness and disease, hopelessness, evil, lack, lack. Drought, punishment, oppression, slavery and bondage, and no free will. Number nine, one was a crown of the true and living word. Okay, The other was defiled, illegal, one of polygods, idols, graven images, Rituals, religion, all for the flesh to make you feel like that you were serving a higher power. Number ten, one was a crown of true concepts, original ideas, the foundations of life itself, of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God and their influence, and the king's The very family of God himself. The other crown was one of distortion. The evil desires of its source. That wore that crown. And its kingdom of darkness. You could see this other crown. In the Lord of the Rings. The eye of Sauron. who Poured all his evil and malice. That's hate. Into the one ring, the one ring that would rule and control all that bore the rings, which were kings of nations and people of lands. One ring, one crown that would rule them all. So you can look at what the evilness and the desires of it, and how it can even pervert. When you get into greed, a sickness will grow in here. And where a sickness grows, whether you're a politician, a president, a prime minister, a congressman, a MEP, a faith leader, a king, a father, a mother, where this sickness is, nothing good happens. Watch the movie. The habit. And learn about what happened to the dwarves. Because of a sickness of greed. Yeah. And you will see how it even plays out in the dwarf king's thorn. When he gets in back into the lonely mountain. Yeah. And he has to take that off. And become the wandering disinherited king. Because that gold in the mountain. For the rulership to be. There was a sickness on the ground. You don't realize. The power of authority. Rulership. Whether you're on a ship. Or you're the head of a family. Or you're a head of the. Marketplace. A business. If you have the wrong. Mindset. The wrong heart and spirit you will be wearing the evil crown of Satan, the adversary of God. Even mothers can be that way. And fathers and neighbors. Mm -hmm. Then I began to teach you about the purpose for the crown on the head. Even above the great I Am's own head. He put it, he said, above his own head name he submitted himself to his crown he took an oath just like you see any king or queen they bow to the divine rulership and sovereignty that the crown represents a higher power to law and duty righteousness and truth all kings take that and they put it on their head and they must submit To it. So this God of creation. Of the garden. Said I will put my word. Above my name. Above my own nature. And I will submit. Myself. My helpmate. My own soul. To the crown. That I wear on my head. The crown on the head symbolized. That the king. Was divinely submitted to a higher power, even than themselves or their government or their hearts and souls' feelings. Mm-hmm. The crown on the head of a king symbolized that the king was divinely submitted. To a higher power, even higher than himself or his soul, his helpmate, or his feelings, or even the law made by culture, traditions, family, faith, governments, politicians, even business rules, finance rules, and even to the knowledge that one had, which is all earthly and demonic. So the crown symbolized that the king would submit, even himself when he got mad, wanted to kill people, he would submit to the duty he had sworn to, to the crown, Mm -hmm. to the laws that the crown symbolized, to its authority and power and dominion. When you wear the crown, Or you sit in the throne. You've taken an oath to put the crown above yourself, above all, because you recognize the crown is a symbol of a higher, divine, royal power and authority that you have vowed to submit to when you put the crown on. So this God, this creator of the garden, you guys. He put it on his head. He vowed he would submit to it. He would serve it. Be loyal to it. He would stay in a right relationship with it. He would never take it off. So he could have a chance to be unruly or unrighteous. And then put it back on. He never wore it with shame and defilement. At one time he did take it off. And he put on a crown of thorns. That represented defilement and death. And he wore it in shame. Because that was the crown. That all of humanity was wearing now. In their great sin. And separation from him. He became one of us. He put on the crown of thorns. Of disgrace. Defilement. And he took all of our judgment. That was put on us. By the righteous crown. The law of the kingdom of heaven. And paid the price. So that we all of humanity. All of you guys. Could spiritually be forgiven. And he could go before the judge of the universe. Wearing his crown of thorns. And say. I have taken the punishment for them. I have taken my righteous royal crown off. I have become one of them. I took their sin upon me. I took all that they deserved from you, O judge of the universe. And I asked. And I willingly and volunteered to pay the price, to give them a gift for life. I just saw this in a wonderful, wonderful movie series called Horatio Hornblower. There was a case in one of the episodes where this evil captain had fallen or was pushed down a hole. Everybody was blaming this Horatio Hornblow because he was a rising captain. He was honorable in duty and righteousness. One of his friends that he helped, Archie, walked into the courtroom knowing he was dying because he saw the doctor... Make peace with Hornblower. Archie volunteered to take the blame for the death of this captain and said, I pushed him. And death would have been hanging, would have been his punishment, but he was already dying. But he took the blame for it. He claimed that he did it when he did not. And on his deathbed to Horatio, he said, Take this gift. That I give you. Use it well. I know it's hard for you to accept it. But it's a gift that I give you. And now I go. It is a awesome. Way of seeing the cross. And how on the cross. This young man said. Take my gift. I will take your punishment. I took off my crown. And I put on the crown of thorns. So this young man now goes before the judge of the universe and will plead your case so you may get the righteous crown of the kingdom of heaven back. A gift was given to you freely and because of love and Horatio had trouble accepting it, but he did and he went on and served the king of England in duty and honor and he got married, he really didn't love her because his heart was with the the navy and the the king and the ships but even under pressure of adultery his honor and his duty held great series to watch horatio hornblower to hear how a gift from another a dying person can save your life by wearing a crown of thorns and the punishment so this God said, I know at some point in my future I will have to do this. And his son, the Christ, his own word and heart said he will pay it. So what happened was, we're learning how this crown, you must be loyal to it. The God is loyal to it. Be in a right relationship with it through love and love your neighbor. That when a king puts it on, he must submit to the higher power. When it doesn't, we see that in all the world. Corrupt leaders, they take money. They live different lives. They never get caught. They're wearing the crown of thorns and defilement. But at the same time, there is a crown of leadership on them. So the crown, it's a symbol of the divine law, the mind of the creator himself. He said, I'm going to speak out my word, and I'm going to make it into a crown, and I am going to put it above myself, above my name and my nature, above all, and I will serve it. In lesson number one, we had finished up. With a scripture, Psalms 138-2, and it was King David speaking to us all about the crown. Let's listen. Verse 2. I, King David, will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth, for you have magnified Your word above all your name. I went to Webster's Dictionary and the Strong's Concordance and looked them up. The word magnify in the Hebrew means to make large, to bring up excellent. To make great, promote, to have it tower above all. In the Webster's Dictionary, the word magnify means extol. To cause to be held in greater esteem or respect. To increase in significance and intensity. Four. To enlarge in fact or in appearance. The word word, W O R D, means command, speech, something said. The word name means position. Authority, dominion, report. The word above means the highest place over even the head of anything. So we're learning some descriptions of these words. I want to help you to understand more of this deep spiritual revelation. That the crown of God of the Bible is from Psalms one thirty eight two. Is we have to understand that. Go back and read it. And we just did. But what we're going to focus on now. Is I'm going to read it. In a little expanded version. I King David. Will worship. Towards your holy temple. And praise your name. Your position. For your loving kindness. And your truth. For you have magnified, made great, promoted, uh, made large, excellent, to tower above all your word, your commandment, your spoken words, your work of decreeing, speaking, what you say or said, your laws, your decrees, your spoken prophecies, your truth above. He brought it up out of himself said, Here, and I will serve the word. And the word is above my name, my nature, my essence. For I decree by speaking, I will put it in the highest place, the pent, the top place. Over my own head. In heaven. Above all my name. Above my nature and position. My essence and my purpose. Above my image and my likeness. My soul. And its feelings. Above my authority and dominion. That will guide it. When I make decisions. And I will submit my will. To the crown. To my word. And I have put it above myself. On my head. Shining out to all. That was the duty. Of the king. To serve the crown. The duty of this God was to serve his own words. When he speaks. When he prophesies decrees was not to be based on his feelings his attitudes his personal ambitions his lust of his flesh or his eyes or any glory for himself that would come but he had a duty and he swore an oath to the crown and this is what sits on his head the more you study crowns They're beautiful, but a person who wears them takes an oath when they put it on to duty first above their personal family, above their personal feelings. The nation, the company, becomes their family. They're to serve the employees and shepherd them from the crown. They're not to be in greed. They're to watch over their families, their employees, their children, their grandchildren. It's not the place of the government to do that. The government is an arm. It is a a minister of the crown. They are to do the crown's bidding when they hear the spoken word. The word that's above everything. And you'll see it a lot in many movies. Duty first. You'll hear it a lot where the children seem to suffer. Because the parents are serving the nation. When you become a king, you marry the nation. You are its guardian and protector. You'll have to leave your children to somebody else, when you become the CEO of a company, a ministry, when you're an imam, a king of a nation, a prime minister, a president, a congressman, you're not there to serve your own thoughts and different philosophies. You're to serve the crown. You're not to force your stuff on other people. You're not to lie about what you really want to do. It's a hard place to be wearing a crown. You'll be tested and tried in all of the things of the flesh. You'll be tested for greed. You'll be tested for honor and dignity and your loyalties. Can you hold up under the pressure of leadership? Can you do your duty? honorably can't even play a- cards without cheating or accusing the other can you lose honorably can you give your life as a gift for others now some people say abortion is that because they take the aborted baby's stuff and it's things and it makes medicine it makes stem cells to help others but the baby had no say The child in the womb had no say if it wanted to be killed and murdered. That was the right of the female who had unprotected sex. There is the birth control pill. You just abstain from having sex if you can help it. If you get raped, different story. But that child still has a right to live. It did not sin. It did not do anything except develop. But people are embarrassed, full of shame. They don't want it. They think it's a disease, an illness, a mental illness. It needs to be taken out because my health is affected. And I have a right to tell what goes on with my body. Okay, if you want to smoke cigarettes, that's fine. Don't run to the hospital and you get lung cancer. You made a choice to smoke. If you want to drink and you get cancer, don't run to the hospital for help. There are those who do not choose to be abused. Don't gripe and complain because you break the law. Don't run to us. You made your choice. You have free will, don't you? Or did somebody make you rob somebody? These are all questions that you must answer about your other self that's back in that body. What crown is the soul serving? What crown is your spirit serving? What king are you in duty to? And I'm going to leave it right there. And we'll pick up again in lesson number three. And we'll begin to talk about The crown of the adversary of God. The crown of the adversary of love and hope. A lot of people want to be it. They wear t-shirts calling princes. They call themselves gangs, the kings, the Latin kings. Used to work with them out of Miami. We just have one from Chicago called the Vice Lords. Everybody wants that position of rulership. That is innate in the spirit, but it's not coming from there and if it is it's infused with the demonic king of satan's kingdom Mm -hmm. so i want to pray for everybody be thinking about do you have a crown on your head think about the crown of thorns the free gift that even archie gave his life so that another could be free of the punishment nobody ever knew If Horatio pushed him, he probably didn't. But Horatio would have taken the blame, stood up for his men, and went to a hangman's noose. You see that about Horatio in other parts of the episodes, that he will take the punishment for his men. He will protect them, even though he knows they're guilty, and he will do the punishment for them. You also see that in the movie on the... Uh, with Alex Guinness on the bridge on the River Kwai. He goes into the hot box in order to protect his officers from doing manual labor. There's a lot of times and a lot of places you must take this test, these challenges of your duty and your honor as a leader and a king. Do you wear this? Do you protect your own people? How many times Does a mother have to put aside her feelings for others? But when you rise up to a place of leadership, there is no room for personal life, personal family. You cannot be divided. Ministers have this problem. Do they put their family first, their church first, or God first? Some kings and politicians serve 24-7 their nation. Their family will suffer. Mm -hmm. It's a hard place to be in when you want to wear a crown. You cannot think like other people. You cannot do what other people do. You cannot live the same kind of life that other people live. You must be intelligent, have knowledge, be full of wisdom, bravery, honor. You must be willing to lay your life down and give everything you have and yet have friends. You must be able to help people die. And say good words to them. You must not be afraid of death. You must be able to accept it. And that many people you know will die. But if you have a belief. If you'll notice in the British Navy. When they put a body to the grave. They read scripture. Over the people. They said the last rites to them. If your faith is not strong. You cannot send off the spirit. To its resting place. So the crown, we're learning how the great creator of the garden, what he thought, what he did, when we read this scripture, that he put the crown, he put his word above his own name, and he submitted to it. So I want you to just think and ponder. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these that you brought here today, that you will bring to hear this when it's put up and released on YouTube. Father, help them to think deeply, to ponder themselves, to look at other people. You will show them if they ask you what kind of crown they are wearing. Will they have the evil crown? Will they have like Archie and Christ Jesus wear the crown of thorns and give a gift of life to another? Will they wear the crown of the kingdom of heaven Help them to see spiritually what people's spirits are wearing and what their soul is wearing. Help them to know the seriousness that when they want to grow and mature in you into the kingdom, they must be able to submit to the word, the crown of the kingdom of heaven that you even placed above your head. Help them, Father, In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Why is everybody crying? Yes? You all know you're wearing a crown from the evil king. Okay. And you want it taken off, but you don't know how? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, your words of spirit and life have revealed to these you have brought here, and that will watch this, that they have been wearing. The evil crown of the adversary of God. An evil, wicked crown. And they have submitted to it. And they have served it. And they have been doing homage and worship to it. Take it off their heads, Father. Destroy it. And help them bow their knee, their will. As you put your crown of your word on their heads. Father, let it rise shine brightly accept their deep deep forgiveness for they know now that they have been serving another king and they have been bowing and worshiping that king Satan himself in the kingdom of darkness they have been bowing to that crown help them to stand up now and to bow to your word that you have placed above your head and to do as King David did to worship you in your temple and to serve with honor and dignity the word of God in all situations, spiritually and in the natural, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't even know what to say to you guys. Put your hands up. You can feel, look at each other. Yeah, I see the tears can't imagine what the heart of the father feels he is happy and joyful for his crown of thorns his gift as Archie gave to Hornblower a gift of life freely given to you so you may put back on the crown of the kingdom of heaven the word of God you guys enjoy walk around the garden. Yes, the animals are bowing to you, yes. Yes. Because they know that a king is arising. You might, you're might you probably still a prince, not grown yet, fully released. But they see the crown on your head. They know who you are now. Now you must start learning who you are. A king wearing a crown, the word of God, that must serve it in duty and honor, out of love. I will see all of you again. Go and enjoy your crowns. In the name of Jesus, amen. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today. And watch this is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many many years. Come again, watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Deborah at org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again. To another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.